the magic of the spheres podcast this is sabrina monarch and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution and if this is your first time here welcome i'm so excited to have you i'm an evolutionary astrologer who is now studying traditional and hellenistic astrology as well and i started this podcast to have more conversations about living a spiritual life and being on a personal development path and what's really exciting about this episode or just about things in general is that the podcast is back from a hiatus. I will be posting um, or releasing new episodes, new interviews in the coming weeks, and I'm really glad to be back. So in this episode, um, I'm just checking in with you guys. I speak a little bit about coronavirus and the current astrology and what I was up to during the hiatus. And I didn't anticipate how electric and excited I would be to be talking again or how quickly I would be able to catch my thoughts, um, which I guess is what a break can do for us. So I'm going to jump into that and see you on the other side. with magic of the spheres i wanted to come back for the equinox for aries season and took a little winter break from publishing podcasts though i have a few podcasts lineup to share that were recorded during this time so we're in an incredibly powerful moment in the world right now and I have limited things to say about it. I wrote a blog post about the astrology of the coronavirus. And tonight, actually, I went down like a research rabbit hole and was reading articles and I was getting chills throughout my whole body. Like I'm very, um, I'm very aware that I have this desire to have more to say or to have more wisdom to impart about the situation, but that I'm actually like really feeling the mystery of it and really feeling like the the profundity of like the shock of this and i have connected it to the astrology to the extent that there's this mega stellium of capricorn planets in the sky i'm gonna pull that up so i can look at it um but we have saturn and pluto conjunct in Capricorn. And astrologers have been talking about 2020 and Saturn-Pluto as like a big deal for many years. Um, It's been something that inspires awe and even fear um, among astrologers. And we've done our part to be as optimistic or to spread as much kind of helpful insight about it as possible. And then there have been people who admit or write about that it's like a scary transit. Um, So where do I fall along that? I have always felt like astrology is about opportunity. 
and that the more that we have a a wisdom school or something to something to resource to understand life that that is inherently in itself an opportunity for some kind of expansion or for some kind of aligned and inspired action. So when I was feeling into Saturn Pluto, um, let me just back up on what it is. So Pluto is a planet of the underworld. It's a planet of transformation and volcanic potency and power. And it has within it this urge to persist, um, survival, the deepest drives, the things that we're most intensely fixated upon and desire the most, and the things that we will do to get what we want that are not necessarily um, our best, you know, like our shadow or unconscious or um, just deeper drives that we may not even be conscious of or drives that we're conscious of. Um, And there's so much within that, right? Like there's power, power itself. And how do we embody our power and claim our power and be in the seat of our power and have a positive relationship to power so that we can serve and be our fullest selves and give back to the world in some way um, and not be scared of who we are, scared of the power that lives inside of us, you know? So there's rich amazing things to explore within Pluto. And Pluto experiences can be incredibly difficult. It's like having the rug pulled out from underneath you. Um, Something that Pluto kind of teaches us is about where we have been addicted or what we have needed um, or been, yeah, I mean, addicted to such that we have um, neglected our own sovereignty or our connection with spirit. Um, The way that we will cling on to something or get so myopic thinking that, you know, this thing um, will give us ultimate security. It's this job that I have that constitutes who I am. It's having money in the bank that makes me feel safe. It's this, it's, you know, whatever it is that we are clinging onto and, there may be times in life where if those things uh, die or decay or are swept away from us that we feel incredibly disempowered. Um, And then there's an opportunity within that for a rebirth or just to discover a deeper level of security. So there's Pluto and it's conjunct or working in tandem with, or it's, you know, being interpenetrated, like Pluto is penetrating Saturn and Saturn is penetrating Pluto and they're forming this soup together. And Saturn is an archetype of boundary, of structure, of containment, restriction, oppression. Uh, I don't know if I said boundaries, um, finality, uh, mortality, a sense of, um, authority, like developing our own authority or the encounters that we have with external authorities. It's the limits. It's recognizing our limitations. It's um, being called to responsibility, right? So within Saturn, you can have like a you know, many different forms of any of the archetypes, right? So you can have the controlling, domineering um, kind of Saturn, or you can have the guiding, supportive, facilitating Saturn. And while Saturn and Pluto are conjunct, there can be massive contractions within the self and within the collective. 
astrology is always playing out in the micro and the macro, right? So you have the um, personal transformations of psychic structures, you know, of the psychic bones. So the things that we have, you know, habitually perceived as real and the boundaries and our agreements to ourselves or to life, like those things could be shifting right now. There can be a way that with Saturn's emphasis on form and material that the shadow or the unseen or these like mostly hidden aspects of the underworld of Pluto stare us in the face. Like we have a a more hard feedback from life showing us things that we couldn't necessarily see before. So I see this time as an opportunity to really do shadow work and to have moral transformation. And one of the the challenges of Saturn Pluto um, is where, you know, Saturn can be like shame and blame and like, you know, this isn't okay. This is wrong. You know, that judgment of what's right and what's wrong. And with Pluto being the shadow and the unconscious, sometimes there can be a psychological splitting with Pluto-Saturn dynamics um, needing to to see the other or see a group of people as the problem. Um, and there can be a scapegoating phenomenon with Saturn-Pluto. Then in the collective, Saturn-Pluto, you know, based upon the research of Rick Tarnas and Cosmos and Psyche. That's one of the, um, I think the main places that I draw from when considering Saturn Pluto for the collective, but it can be a time of historical contraction. So recessions, pandemics, um, a shift in world orders, a shift in governments. And I think that that's what's so, um, you know, then speaking of coronavirus and just being in the the initial waves and impact of it, like it's very new. It also connects, I think, to Uranus and Taurus. Uranus entered Taurus in 2018, but Uranus brings shock and trauma and awakening. So on the one hand, with Uranus and Taurus, and this is the side that I've really liked to encourage because I didn't want to talk too much about the other side, but um, maybe I'll get to a place with my forecasting while I'll get into those, some of those grittier things. Um, I generally try to like provide really optimistic and uplifting and kind of portal opening perspectives. So when I've talked about Uranus and Taurus, this awakener planet Uranus and the sign of sensual, indulgent, luxurious, embodied Taurus, it's been embodiment and Tantra and food, like food transformations. Like I had a really good time with cooking. Um, and this could be a great time for like developing a stronger relationship with food and the gut. Um, on the, the difficult side of Uranus and Taurus, there can be, um, there's a surfacing of traumas, um, around scarcity. You know, Taurus relates to the scarcity abundance spectrum. And what is more Uranus and Taurus than food flying off the shelves and walking into a grocery store that's nearly empty or the shelves are totally empty? Um, people panic buying food, the fear that supply chains might run out, you know, all, all of this. And so here's where I'm getting to a place of 
recognizing that I want to talk about coronavirus and my experience and what I see about it. And I'm also like, I'm just in it with everyone, like, just because, you know, what I'm, what I'm really sensing actually is that I crave some stillness in my mind to collect my thoughts. And then here's this social distancing coming in, which is right on time for Saturn entering the sign of Aquarius. And so Saturn, who's been in Capricorn in conjunct Pluto, is moving out of this massive lineup of South Node, Athena, Mars, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn in Capricorn. Saturn's going to enter Aquarius. And Aquarius in ancient astrology and traditional astrology is ruled by Saturn. And so Saturn can be said to be in domicile when it's in the sign of Aquarius. I've been practicing evolutionary astrology for the last like eight years now, and I've really um, been using modern rulers. So I use Uranus for Aquarius, but um, Saturn and Aquarius. So I've thought about that one a lot. It's my natal Saturn. So my Saturn return is coming up. And yes, this blows the cover for so many people that think that I am older than I actually am. Um, I'm about to enter my first Saturn return. And this social distancing thing and thinking, you know, watching the conversations unfold about that has gotten me reflecting a lot on times in my life that I've been socially isolated, not by choice, and how I coped during those times and the times that I spent with Dostoevsky and all these like other dead writers that, um, you know, my phone wouldn't light up for days. It felt like, like no one was getting at me. I wasn't texting anyone. Um, it's just radio silence. And here I am writing, reading, thinking, and also combating uh, my natural depressive tendencies. And this is also something that I'm going to be wanting to share in this um free gift that I keep telling you about for podcast reviewers, but I'm working on something. And it's something about like the higher self, like how do we get into our higher self? And as I was writing it, I realized that my higher self is very much connected to how I've combated depression in my life. And I wanted to, you know, at first just write about the higher self without that bias and just be free and talk about this high up self. And then I realized it's actually like that's actually a really important bridge. I want to talk about that. Um, when I first started realizing certain spiritual principles or, you know, realizing or encountering them, um, I think the, I like the word encountering here better. I learned that our thoughts and feelings create, um, I know it's our thoughts create feelings and our feelings essentially create our reality. Um, or that, yeah, like law of attraction, you know, all of that, which people often dismiss or think is woo-woo or whatever. But I took it very seriously and still do. Um, and I, I aim to speak of it very carefully so that it um, doesn't just seem woo-woo. But the basic concept is that that I was starting to understand through studying things like law of attraction and then Saturn and karma and astrology at the same time was that our emotional patterns crystallize into identities, into habits. 
and that these personality traits that we develop from our emotions and habitual thoughts create consequences in terms of how people interact with us or perceive us and how our life goes. And so something as small and subjective as a thought or a feeling actually has this domino effect that creates material reality. And I was at a place when I was getting into these ideas where my depression or my capacity for despair and just these really heavy emotions was so deep that it felt like quickstand. And so I started to use the higher self or reaching for a higher thought or changing my vibration as a way to naturally combat depression and depressive tendencies. So I think that this higher self teaching that I'm working on is evolving towards that of um, building a bridge between lower or denser or more difficult places to be emotionally and how to transition that. And some people, you know, you may want to be in your grief and feel your sadness and that's totally great. I'm talking about when you're stuck there and you like need a breakthrough, right? So that's what I have to say, I guess, about the current world situation and how it connects to astrology. Um, And then I got sidetracked. And my thoughts will continue to develop as I have a little bit more time to think and really sit with the impact and the gravity of what's happening on the planet right now. It certainly is profound that we're all united or like we all share a common problem and the world is like on pause right now. Like a lot of things are shutting down and um, yeah, the situation has escalated very quickly and a lot is happening for me internally as I know it is for so many people and I'm still sorting through what that is. On some other notes, I just wanted to share what I personally experienced while I was gone, for what it's worth. Um, Currently, I'm recording this podcast from a new office that's next to my bedroom, but not in my bedroom for the very first time in my life. So I've moved house, and this has been quite a time to move, Um, and I'm almost done with that process, not necessarily unpacking and getting everything settled, but just simply moving the objects. So there's been a a process of being, um, having my head down. Like when Mercury was retrograde, there was one week where I cleared my schedule so no clients could book me. And I took a whole week to devote my work energy to chores and tasks to organize my life and things at the DMV and getting a new driver's license and all kinds of stuff. And I realized during that time, you know, as I was refocusing and redirecting my energy to do these things that I, I go so deep into my writing and create like creations and creativity. Um, but I'm kind of like the type of person to wake up get to my desk in a totally disheveled place. I haven't brushed my teeth or anything and I'm just start writing and start creating. And then hours go by and I'm like, whoops, it's the afternoon. Okay. And then I start to like get ready, wash my face, all of that. And there's an imbalance, I guess, that I've discovered um, from taking more time off from content creation that 
you know, getting into the details or the earthy, you know, making content, writing, speaking, that's air element, but getting into the earth, um, cleaning the house, organizing things in the house, like that's earth element and not something to neglect. Um, also of significance, just for fun to share is that while I was gone, I explored the dating apps, which I had had, I think, judgments about them, like a lot of people do. And I actually had a lot of fun and have developed a lot of new ideas about dating apps and modern dating. And maybe I'll share that sometime. Maybe I won't. Maybe I will. I don't know. You should let me know if you want to hear about that. I have to say that, you know, in this time, I was also quieter on Instagram. I was still writing the forecast and working with clients and students, but I was spending more time with my thoughts and kind of with my own process and uh, just trying to get things organized in my life um, and less time broadcasting the thoughts that bubble up in my consciousness. And when I decided tonight, that I was going to like launch the podcast again tomorrow. Like literally that was a decision tonight because I've known that it's going to be at the equinox, like between the equinox and April 5th or April 1st. Um, I decided I was going to do it. I got out the microphone and I felt this rush of electricity run through me. And I remembered that I actually really love doing this. So what I learned while I was away was how to restore some balance to other areas of my life that I tend to overlook their importance and to discover how to integrate that into my zest for writing and speaking and not just being in that airy space all of the time, but to spend a little bit more time with the earth element. So next up on the podcast, um, you know, another thing to say is that in this time, I also dove a little bit deeper into my studies of traditional and Hellenistic astrology, and I have no idea what that is going to mean for my practice. I do know that, like, I've been practicing evolutionary astrology in... um, in a very loyal way to that system of astrology, taking my own bend on it, of course, but like really focusing on my technique and my way of working with that system, like working with Pluto and the nodes and planets squaring the nodes is my jam. And I'm super glad that I've done that. And there's something happening in the astrology community that I've noticed where there's like a debate between which astrology is better Um, and not everyone is having that debate. It's like some voices in the community have like really strong opinions, um, about one form of astrology being better. And my approach to this and in the astrology community has always been a desire for friendship. I really enjoy being friends with other astrologers and getting to know astrology through different people's eyes. So... I have a lot of friends that are practicing traditional and Hellenistic astrology and they're saying things about how they see a signature in a chart or the current alignments and it's blowing my mind because that's not the lens that I would use to look at it and yet there's something really rich coming through that lens. So I wanted to know more about Hellenistic astrology and I think that 
as I watch my process unfold, one of the things that I want to share more when I have when I have it crystallized in my mind, and so this is a hypothesis, who knows where I will go, but I think that I would like to find ways to express and communicate what evolutionary astrology is to astrologers or parts of the astrology community that judge EA. And I would also like to express what Hellenistic astrology is to evolutionary astrologers and build some bridges between those different schools of thought or different systems and see how they integrate in my own practice. So perhaps on the podcast, there'll be some more integration or more discussion of those astrological techniques because it's becoming part of my vernacular and part of my consciousness. And we're still going to go at it with eclectic conversations about the spiritual path and about being on a personal development path. So thank you for your patience during this hiatus. Thanks for your support and your messages during this hiatus. It was really sweet. Um, really meant a lot to me and I'll leave it there. I hope that you're all staying healthy and also taking the precautions that you can to prevent the spread of illness for people that are immunocompromised or older, or who knows, like I just read something about younger people getting the illness too. And I think that doing our mindset work and manifestation and nervous system work and like having faith and optimism, like I'm all about that too. And it can be a both end situation. Um, where I'm coming from and the way that I see it, I don't think that what's happening in the world is something to take lightly or think that it's like an overblown reaction or something like that. Like something deep and profound is happening. And I think that one of the things that's awakening in the collective is thinking about others more and not just ourselves. So even if we're not personally worried about getting sick, how can we protect other people from getting sick? I think that's a really beautiful opening and consciousness that's happening at this time in terms of there being a more collective goodwill um, opening up. Stay healthy, stay blessed, and I'll catch you in the next episodes with some interviews coming up. Mm -hmm.